Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. No. Could you please give us some good news on the show today? Some good news because everything seems to be bad. And I said, you know, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but here's what I came up with for good news. Are you ready? We don't get into politics here on the RP Show. That's the good news. Homie, don't play that game. That's not what we do. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada. Good day. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And to uh, Canadian sports fans around the world, of which there are millions it's the Rod Peterson Show. We got some big, exciting news that we're going to get to here in the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. RP here, Moose here, there. Yeah. I'm Mac. He's Cheese. <laughs> Remember those days? I do. Uh, it is episode number 562. And coming up on the program today, uh, you can call it the J&J Show. We got Joey L. Ferry, and I'll say it again, from TSN 690 Montreal. When we were in Montreal last month, I guess it's two months ago now. Time's flying. It's yeah. September. Uh, when we were all over Quebec, people were saying, you got to get Joey Alferi on. You got to get Joey Alferi on. We were doing our show live from the Stanley Cup final. Well, today we got him. It hasn't been easy to get him. He's a very busy guy. But Joey Alferi will be with us later on in hour one. And the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice major junior hockey team, James Patrick. He of his 1,280 games in the National Hockey League. James Patrick's going to join us. Uh, later on. I'm very much looking forward to that, but let's jump into the quick six show topics, please. Oh, it's working. Director Jordan's back and everything's smooth. (laughs) Funny how that works. They sat here in a pre-show meeting, Rod and Director Jordan, and Rod looked at him in the eyes and said, you are never leaving the show again. That was just this morning. Yes. And he smiled at me like like the little sprout that he is. He was so happy. Anyways, for those new viewers, and we're getting... Tons every day. In case you didn't know, the quick six show topics are of importance to me in, because it is the Rod Peterson show. So number one of show importance is last night's hockey game. I assume we all watched, right? Canada beating the United States in overtime 3-2. Now, I was on a podcast last night in Vancouver for much of the game, but I watched the third period in overtime. And a couple things I want to say about that. Tessa Bonham is a rock star. And a couple years ago, I sat with her at the Sticks on Rose charity fundraiser with NHL, WHL players. It was awesome. I'm like, she was a star hockey player. She's a star person. And then she gets on TSN. She's a star there. She's one of those. I feel like she could do, be great at everything that she does. She was the panel host last night. So I watched a lot of that. 
But women's hockey used to be, even at the highest levels, a little slow. Didn't really catch my eye. But when the SO Cup was here a few years ago, which is the AAA midget, what do they call it now, under 18 for insensitivity reasons, I stayed. I dropped the puck for the game, and then I stayed and watched, and I'm like, they can fly. They can scoot. That was the best under 18 females from across Canada. And then this here is what we saw Tuesday night is the best in the world, of course. These are the Olympic teams, correct? That's right. And so the one that really caught my eye, a lot of things did, but six and a half minutes into overtime, no whistles, three on three. Great saves at both ends, tremendous skill, speed. It's what I want in hockey. And it's like, if this is what women's hockey has to offer, sign me up because it has now become entertaining. And Marie-Philippe Poulain goes barred down in overtime. And it was one of those... I guess thank God for video replay now that I think about it because the, the play would have kept going on. We would have never been able to prove whether the goal was in or not. Right. And then upon review, Canada wins gold. Bob's your uncle. They mob her. Everything was amazing. So bravo, Canada. They ended that ugly run of the United States. Would they have five gold medals in a row? In a row. Canada had won since 2012. It is insane. And... Canada goes out and wins in the round robin 5-1. Yeah. Right? Speed has bag. Their, has their way with the U.S. And then they go down 2 nothing, and we're all like, oh, my gosh. Here we go. U.S. is going to win again. Mm-hmm. And they kept, they were resilient. The power play goal to get started. And they were flying. They were really flying. They were flying, exactly. And there's a ton of skill out there. It was a really great game to watch. Everybody was raving about it. So I just want to say, and my niece, Sido who is a freshman at Mercyhurst University in Erie, Pennsylvania. I talked to her dad during the game, and I said, do you think Sid will ever play for Team Canada? And uh, we had a little discussion about that last night while we were watching women's hockey, and it was just big fun. So congratulations, Canada. And I will also say this. What would you rather have, a World Women's Championship gold medal or an Olympic gold medal? Don't answer that. Because <clears throat> we all know the answer. The job's not done. That's right. So just keep pounding. As Riverboat Ron Rivera likes to say, a lot of time spent on uh, women's hockey. So there you go. The warm up, by the way, is brought to you by Ecole Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, Ecole Electric. Let's get to work. Number two, the Edmonton Elks cut offensive lineman Jacob Ruby due to, uh, I wrote, vaccination falsification. So. I don't know what's going on in Edmonton. I feel like it's like, I don't want to know what's going on up there. (laughs) It just looks really bad with that football team. And for those that don't know, he was released. Jacob Ruby, offensive lineman. This pertains to everybody. Don't just have to be a CFL fan. And they announced via Twitter that he was, he broke what? COVID protocol or something along those lines. For COVID reasons, Jacob Ruby's out. Somewhere along the line in a news conference, the president of the football team blamed some of the players' wives for the outbreak that caused them to have last week's game postponed. And now we find out that Ruby produced a false card saying he was vaccinated, and he's not. And listen, have we not all thought of doing that? I did. Before I went and got vaccinated, my card's real. I just thought, what if I do this? See how my mind works? My card's handwritten. <laughs> so is mine. By the doctor at the so Save is mine. Foods. So, so is mine, but it worked. They took it. Because, because that's the whole thing. Because we were talking about going to Nova Scotia for the uh, football 
the Maritimes Football League game, right? Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, we're not vaccinated yet, but what if we just made up these cards and said that we were? And I'm like, eh. listen, you can't be put in jail for thinking. Right. Or I'd have been jailed long ago. Okay. So I thought about it. But then I thought, do I really want to be caught falsifying, <laughs> falsifying a government document? Don't think so. It's okay at 17 when it's a fake ID trying to get into the oh, double wait, deuce in Saskatoon. I already did that. Wait. Yeah. Don't. I think the statute of limitations is out on what happens in the Torquay Motor Hotel. Okay. Yeah. So to clarify, so I wanted to go back to Dave Naylor's tweet. Okay. What did he say? So he said he wanted to clarify that Ruby did not falsify documents, even though that was what originally came out. He said, clarification on Jacob Ruby's release by the Elks. Ruby did repeatedly misrepresent to the team that he was vaccinated. The club did not demand proof until recently. He could not provide it, but he did not falsify documents. And he wanted to apologize that his sources were wrong in that one. Whoa. But he did misrepresent. The team kind of thought he was vaccinated. He lied about it. He just didn't have proof about it. That's, That's right. what it sounds like to me. Yeah. <sighs> So over this, um, there's a lot of football players that are anti-vaxxers. But I'm just, I'm not in the mood to name specifically who they are. But I had one last night write me and say, Rod, can you share my video here on Facebook of what I think about what the Rough Riders are doing and about this? And I said, that's a hard no. Uh, how about no? I can't. I love you, but I'm not doing that. He understood. Okay. Told me he loved me. Good. Uh, But it rolls into point three. The National Football League Players Association is investigating Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer for hinting in the news conference that they cut players because they weren't vaccinated in Jacksonville. And then you saw Bill Belichick, I would assume you saw, the coach of the Patriots, asked when they cut uh, Cam Newton if it had to do with the fact that he's not vaccinated. And it's just like, where are we as a society a year and a half into this? And I just got to think, that we all thought, but no, no, because I'm not a leader. Politicians, health officials, and business leaders just figured everybody would get vaccinated. That's, that's the sense that I get. And now that they're not, 25% aren't up here and close to 50% of the states, it's thrown everything out of order. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, a little bit. You, you expected it to be a lot more than it is. And, it, and it's been pretty good with the number of people that have been vaccinated, but you just thought we'd get really close into the, you know, 80s and 90%. We have no problem. Start playing. Right. And we were trending, right? But the trend didn't continue. You know, the people who wanted to get vaccinated got it really quickly. And our numbers went right up and it was perfect. And we're like, holy smokes, if we stay on this trend, everyone's going to be vaccinated by the end of the summer. And it just didn't happen. But there, you're right. There are a lot of football players who aren't, who aren't into it. And I don't know where it is with hockey players or not. I mean, yesterday... John Paddock sat in that seat and said that uh, we're moving towards John Paddock, the general manager of God's team, the Regina Pats, said we're moving towards uh, fans are going to need to be vaccinated and obviously their players and doesn't doesn't just seem to be a problem there. So I don't get it. I, I just can't believe what's going on and tired enough of talking about it. I'm trying to find this week's CFL odds at Odd Shark. Clark, can you find him? We got we got some time. If you know where to go to find them, I don't know. I thought they would come right up here, and they have not. And the reason being, point four is, here is Labor Day Classic previews. And it is our poll question, by the way. 
what is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League's week four? It's Labor Day Classic week. Mm-hmm. So your options are Montreal at Ottawa Friday, Winnipeg at Saskatchewan Sunday, doubleheader Monday, Toronto, Hamilton, Edmonton, Calgary. Did you find them? I got them. Leading on Facebook by a mile is Winnipeg at Saskatchewan, which doesn't necessarily surprise me based on the demographics and analytics of our viewership. Did you find the odds? Because I'm going to write them down. Did you find yeah, them? I, but yeah, we're always getting a little bit different, but... Um, Montreal, Ottawa. Montreal is favored by six and a half. Okay. The opening line on Odd Shark was two and a half, but it's six and a half now at Bodog. Yep. Winnipeg, Sask. Uh, Saskatchewan by four and a half. Mm-hmm. It was three and a half. The opening line, they've moved Saskatchewan to four and a half. Um, Toronto, Hamilton. Hamilton's favored by two. Come on. They were favored by three and a half to open after their win. Recency bias, maybe. Uh huh. And Calgary's favored over Edmonton by five and a half. I would have thought it would be more. Yeah. Which we kicked around on our uh, television program the other day in the huddle. Do you think Edmonton can overcome all of this bunk? Why do we have no comments coming in, by the way, on Facebook and YouTube? I'm not sure. Do you think Edmonton can overcome all of what they've been through the last couple of weeks? And, and the only reason I think there's a slight chance that they can not embarrass them. And then, boom, they just showed up like crazy. Somebody pushed a button back there. Oh, yeah. Speaking, you'll be heard. Uh, your Titans last year, did they not practice for like two weeks and came out and kicked somebody's ass in the game? <laughs> Buffalo. And, right. And we were all like, who needs practice, apparently? Yeah, they couldn't practice. And they just Remember came that? together and, yeah, absolutely. They just took it to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so apparently practice is overrated. Do you, so do you think Edmonton could just overcome this, like waving a wand? And, yes. They're not, they haven't practiced in 10 days. Yeah, and I'm understanding they're back to, to workouts and going to get on the field here. But they could, absolutely. Stuff like this, moments like this, can be what pulls the team together, too. You know, when you go through these types of situations and you have negative pub and people are talking bad about your team and you're not getting vaccinated. And in that locker room, they might pull everybody together. Yes, there's all of that. There's all of that. So they might come out and just, you know, light the world on fire. You know, Edmonton, and they might completely fold. Like, I just, you just don't know which way these things are going to go. But there's an opportunity here for this to really pull that team together and get their season on track. Some great games. Uh, with uh, I, Now that we have all the viewers' comments coming in, a flip was clearly not switched. Uh, my man Gary Chop Bresh from the Regina Rams alumni writing in and says, who are some hot cuts from the NFL who could wind up in the, NF, in the CFL? And uh, it's interesting Jeff, the Stamps fan, answering that, saying Nate Hawley, Mark and Michelle, Trey Roberson could all be heading back to the CFL. I think we've closed the book on Cam Newton ever doing that, although I noticed the polls yesterday, uh, Houston's leading for the services of one Cameron Newton. And I'll tell you what, you showed me the video of Colin Cowherd yesterday where he said that Cam Newton was deemed too immature and not responsible enough by the Patriots. Did you see the news conference above all the Patriots people? I said that you saw Teddy Bruschi this morning, probably yeah. saying that they were raving about Cam Newton and the kind of guy that he was and the kind of leader that he was. So do you think Cowherd's wrong or are those guys just trying to cover for Cam Newton? Do you think probably a little bit of both, a little bit of covering for Cam? Like 
Bill Belichick comes out and says he was kept for football reasons. Mac Jones won the job. Yeah. And that's what he needs to say because he needs to have confidence in the quarterback, put confidence into the quarterback that's going to be playing. Cut Brian Hoyer too, right? Mac yeah. Jones is the only quarterback they got. Only one that we know of. So that's all him. You know, so yeah, he said all the right things. We'll never really know. I was with some football guys yesterday, and it's quite interesting how teams are only dressing two players now uh, in the CFL and NFL. Like, there's only two quarterbacks on a lot of 53-man rosters in the National Football League. It's wild yeah. what's going on right now. But we'll wait to see who uh, filters to the Canadian Football League. Point five is quiet times in the NHL. I went to NHL.com, and not that that's the best news source because they just show you what they want you to see, right? It's all top plays, top 10 plays from last year. Five questions facing the Anaheim Ducks. I can figure that out on my own. There's not much going on in hockey. This is The, The World Women's was the pinnacle. Yeah, this is the calm before the storm. When it comes to the National Hockey League. Uh, NHL, yes. In the, yeah, in the NHL. And did you see the motor cor- uh, motorcade was by when Bedard I, got I, into I town? did. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I saw it. Say Joe Biden-worthy motorcade when Connor Bedard landed and came in from the airport yesterday. It's amazing. Actually... It parted all the traffic. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the calm before the National Hockey League storm. I mean, Western Hockey League camps are opening today. Uh, in, in certain markets, and National Hockey League camps are getting set to open. So uh, it's calm for a couple of weeks here, and then it'll pick up real quick. We're almost out of time, but Dion Langevin writes in and says, any news of Springer hurt himself yesterday? Um, no, but do you see George Springer got pulled from the game? Blue Jays lost to the worst team in baseball last night. I was hoping that we could avoid that to the Baltimore Orioles, and they pulled him at third, put in a pinch runner, and he didn't want to come out. And I started thinking, where would we, the Blue Jays, be if George Springer had played every game this year like everybody else? Because he's won games on his own for the Blue Jays this year. Clearly, he's won games on his own for Houston. I'm not sure I want to talk about that today. but Or right now. Maybe Joey Alfrey might have thoughts on that coming up next. Uh, but... To close the warm-up, we've got a brand new sponsor here, and we're all excited about it. This just came down this morning. The first hours presented by the World Rugby Sevens, the ultimate all-day party taking place in Edmonton, September 25th and 26th. Two eight-hour days featuring teams from across the globe in action-packed Rugby Sevens matchups. The party continues in the stands with incredible costumes and unforgettable memories. Trust us. You've never seen a party like this. Purchase your tickets today at Canada7s.com. I've heard about this. I've heard about what goes on at these Rugby Sevens games. And now Edmonton, Western Canada, you're going to have a chance to see for yourself. They present the uh, first hour of the RP show, the World Rugby Sevens, coming to the City of Champions. So welcome aboard. Joey Alferi coming up next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy. All the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. 
Kick your pubes to the next planet with a Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. And I tell you, this is why daytime sports is where it's at here on Game Plus TV. Because I appreciate the viewers chiming in because there's so much going on today that I can barely keep up. One from the National Hockey League. The Islanders announce a flurry of signings this morning. Multi-year contracts for forwards Anthony Bavillier, Casey Sezikis, and Kyle Palmieri, as well as one for goaltender Ilya Sorokin. So we'll get some thoughts on uh, that from Joey Alferi in a moment. A lot of people want to talk CFL. Chris in Toronto, uh, actually Grand City, Ontario, says, apparently the cheapest seats for Monday's Ticats Argos game in the Hammer are listed at $130 each. Talk about trying to make hay while the sun's shining. George Carter in Montreal says, what the heck is going on with my beloved Alouettes? VA, come on, man. Any thoughts, guys? And John Kirby in Edmonton tells us the Edmonton Elks have expanded Jamie Elizondo's staff, adding Terry Eisler and Will Arndt. Let's remember they fired their special teams coach coming out of their last game. So that is a lot of news coming down uh, just this morning or afternoon, which is what it is where Joey Alferi resides in Montreal, Quebec. Joey, I got to start here if you don't mind. As you know, we were in your town in July, or was it June? And I was saying to everybody, we, who should we get on? Who should we get on? Everybody said Joey Alferi. Everybody. Rick Moffat said that. <laughs> Knuckles said that. The guy on the corner said that. You're very popular out there, Joey. How'd you make yeah, that happen? Sorry, I'm sorry we couldn't make it happen, uh, Roddy. Unfortunately, we had uh, it was crazy time at uh, the radio station with the Canadians in the Stanley Cup final, and I just I had uh, I was kicking myself that I couldn't make it out there, but I'll make it up to you. I promise. Oh, don't worry. I stupid me showing up and just assuming everybody would be able to roam. I thought that <laughs> from the coverage of the news, I thought Quebec was wide open. I get out there and realize it's no different than anywhere else. No. It was pretty much locked down. Um, I don't even know where to start with you, man, other than I guess the guy asked about the Alouettes. You guys got spanked. The Owls got spanked in the home opener Friday by Hamilton, 24 to 10. And now there's all this heat on Vernon Adams Jr., the quarterback. What's going on with the Owls? leading into Friday's game at at uh, Ottawa. Yeah, well, I went to practice yesterday and he threw another interception uh, deep in the end zone. Uh, so I'm not sure what that means for this game coming up on Friday. Um, but I feel like, you know, if you go back and you watch week one or week two, rather, what they did in game one against Edmonton, they were able to stretch the field, big passing plays. Uh, they were able to get William Stan back going. And uh, you kind of look at the last couple of games and, the Calgary secondary, they limited the amount of big plays the Owls were able to complete. And, I mean, it looked like the Owls were in business, but the Vernon Adams interception in the second quarter changed things. And then they just they couldn't get the intermediate passing game going. And I think that's the biggest problem is that, you know, you look at what Hamilton did on Friday to come in here and win, 
they took away the long passing plays and then they limited the damage that William Stanback was able to do on the ground. And it's just, it seems like with Vernon right now, the struggle is that consistency when you're in second and medium, you know, completing those intermediate passes is a problem right now. And at a certain point in the CFL, yes, big plays are going to happen, but you can't count on them on a weekly basis, Roddy. So I think you've got to figure out ways where you can go on long sustained drives. And I think in the last two weeks, you know, since the middle of that second quarter against Calgary, that's been the problem. There's just no consistency in the intermediate passing game. Well, how closely are you watching the Ottawa Red Blacks? I mean, that's the matchup this week. Montreal at Ottawa. Head coach Paul Lapolice has said Ottawa, his offense is unacceptable. So there's heat on two offenses going into Friday's game. One's got a crack. What, or we have a disgustingly low-scoring, ugly game. What do you think is going to happen at TD Play Stadium? Yeah, I hope it's not going to be 9-6. Uh, I'm thinking of making the drive up on Friday, so uh, so I'd like to be thoroughly entertained by both sides. But look, I think it's going to be an interesting challenge because, you know, from the Montreal perspective anyway, you cannot go into the following week one and three. You know, if you have realistic uh, expectations of winning the East Division, you've got to come out and you've got to squash uh, an Ottawa team that, yes, the offense is very much... Uh, anemic but defensively I feel like they've done pretty well they've kept them in a lot of games and they've played as well as the defense can uh, by CFL standards when you're not getting the production offensively so uh, I'm expecting that the Owls are going to go in there with some urgency I think they're going to have a big win on the road uh, but I also realize that you know Ottawa's got something to prove and Ottawa wants to make sure that they stay uh, in the playoff hunt just like Montreal wants to but uh, I feel like the Owls front has uh, has stepped up and they've gotten a lot more pressure this year than they did a year uh, than or two years ago now. Uh, so I think that they're going to make life difficult for whoever's at quarterback, you know, whatever Ottawa wants to roll with on Friday night. But uh, I think Montreal is going to come away with a win. But again, there's a there's a lot of things that they've got to clean up. I thought the penalty wise, they were a lot better in the Hamilton game than they were in the first two weeks. But you got to keep that in check. And they got to find a way. That's another thing I saw at practice yesterday. They got to find a way to, to kind of rebuild William Stanback's confidence catching passes out of the backfield because he had another drop uh, at practice yesterday. And I think he's up to four uh, on the season. And, you know, he's a guy that when he does get the ball in his hands, he can run around you, he can run through you. And it's not just running between the tackles, it's an important part of the game. And I just wonder if they don't clean that up, if he doesn't clean up the drops. Uh, do they get Cameron Artis Payne, the former Carolina Panthers running back in there sooner rather than later? So I, I like Stanback. I think outside of last Friday, he's had a pretty good season to date. Uh, but they, they've got to find a way to get this ball moving and they've got to find a way in a hurry. I saw the Angus Reid poll that said the NFL is more popular in Quebec than the CFL and into the Maritimes. So let and I, you and I have had this discussion before. A lot of your buddies are into the fantasy thing, of course. So let's just talk about that for a moment. Uh, Cam Newton being released. Were you shocked by that that they wouldn't keep him around as a backup, given his uh, low price tag? Uh, and where do you think he ends up, Joey? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Like I, I feel like Bill Belichick kind of changed his tune, and I know there was a COVID misunderstanding. He had to miss a week of practice and whatnot. But, you know, as much as these coaches and the NFLPA, you know, they've talked and they said that your vaccination status cannot impact your uh, availability or, or your ability to make a roster. I mean, you're seeing NFL teams, I think, start to, 
you know, play a little coy. And that's not to say Mac Jones didn't have a really good preseason because I thought he did. You know, every time I tuned in and watched them, I actually saw them quite a bit. I was keeping an eye on the, on the first-round quarterbacks that were drafted. And, you know, Mac Jones looked pretty good. Cam Newton looked good at times as well. But clearly, I think uh, something changed in those four or five days where Mac Jones stepped up. Cam Newton couldn't be at practice. And uh, and uh, that's where we are. And, and look, I'm, I'm a little bit, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season or the beginning of training camp that they would have gone with a rookie quarterback, um, I don't know that I would have believed you. Uh, now, where does Cam end up? I don't know. But I think it says a lot about the training camp that uh, Mac Jones did have out there. He looked pretty solid. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think the betting, I saw that Dallas was at plus 400 and there's been talk that Dak might not be at 100% all year. And I don't like what the alternatives are. Uh, you know, no offense to Ben DiNucci and Cooper Rush or whoever else they have out there in Dallas, but they could sure use. I mean, if he's willing to come in and, and be a backup at this point, uh, I think the Dallas could be a real intriguing fit. Oh, well, uh, we take him. But I mean, if Dakota doesn't stay, we talked about this yesterday. Cowboys got a lot of problems. I can't even see them winning the division, let alone challenging for the Super Bowl. Uh, by the way, some of those cuts yesterday, uh, Baltimore released quarterback Trace McSorley. He used to be on the Ryder neg list, leaving Tyler Huntley as the backup to Lamar Jackson. Uh, Panthers going with Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker as their quarterbacks for now. P.J. was the MVP of the XFL, as you know. Falcons kept backup quarterbacks Josh Rosen and uh, Philippe Franks. Rosen, a former first-round pick by Arizona, survived the cuts one week after signing with Atlanta. Uh, DG in Saskatoon writes, says, writes in, says, Morning, guys. Congrats to the seven Canadian rookies that cracked NFL rosters. Canada's team is clearly the L.A. Chargers with four Canadians, Tavon Campbell, Christian Covington, Josh Palmer, and Amen Ogbong Bamiga, as well as honorary Canadian Ty Long. That's from DG in Saskatoon. Uh, Dan Ukrainitz watching says, Joey, have you seen that there was a linebacker in NFL camps for the last two years named Joey Alfieri? Yeah. And have you tried <laughs> recruiting him to play in Montreal? Make it happen. Is this your long-lost twin? What's the deal, Joey? No, you know what's funny? I think he blocked me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure why. I, I know that there were some people that were kind of confusing us, and uh, some people would write to me looking for him. Oh, no, we lost okay, him. So if he's watching this, maybe you want to unblock me. I'd love to get you on the radio, man. We've got a great name. Sorry. Yeah, I got you. I thought we lost you. The, yeah, I get it why he blocked you. Yeah, I get it. Um, through no fault of <laughs> yours, uh, Joey. So there, there's your answer, Dan. We're trying to make it happen. And I cannot. Well, there's a few questions here from Ryan H. on YouTube. Who is Joey's favorite CF Montreal opponent? To call games against. See, That's the uh, MLS point. team. Yeah, who is it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we just had uh, we just had Toronto FC come in here, and so I like uh, I like when Toronto FC comes in here and loses. That's always a nice look, and that's exactly <laughs> what they did last Friday night. Uh, but I do I do like Toronto FC. I'm not you know I'm not a fan or anything like that. I'm not. I don't get caught up in these. Uh, in these, you know, Montrealers who hate Toronto. I enjoy Toronto. I enjoy the city of Toronto. I enjoy Toronto sports. So I really do like the feel in town when Toronto FC comes in here and they've brought, you know, they've, they've allowed me to watch a lot of quality uh, soccer players, guys like Jovinko, guys like Pozuelo, guys like Altador and Bradley and the list goes on and on. So I really, I really enjoy when Toronto FC comes into Montreal. I didn't know that we were allowed in 2021 to talk noise against the opponent. Good for you, by the way, for doing that, Joey. And I got to get your take on the Yesperi Kokanyemi offer sheet. The more I think about it, 
as one of your good colleagues, and I won't say whom, refers to him as licorice legs. This is win-win for Montreal. I would think you get a first and third back if he signs that offer sheet and everything, and he goes to Carolina for a year. Unless I've completely misread it. What do you think happens? Yeah, um, I, I think I'd match unless I could take those draft picks and turn them into something else, and I can upgrade myself right now down the middle. I just, I know people are kind of caught up in, wow, he's not worth $6.1 million right now, and he's not. These people who say that, they're 100% right. But I think you're trying to project ahead, and that's the difficult part is that you just, you've seen some good from him, you've seen some bad from him, but you just, you don't know what you're going to get uh, long-term from this player. I just think, Again, you can't really get caught up in the fact that he was a third overall pick, but he was a third overall pick. Uh, and he still, he just turned 21 years old, I think, in July, and he scored. He's had some big moments in the playoffs. That game-to-game consistency during the regular season has been an issue, but uh, these young centermen who have shown, you know, these flashes of upside, who are six foot two, 200 pounds, at that age, they just they don't grow on trees. So I get it. It's not convenient <laughs> that uh, that they're, that the Canadians have to deal with this at, at this point of the offseason just because they've taken care of all their business. But to me, I mean, the, the 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 Hurricanes just they knocked this out of the park. Like I think this is the way offer sheets uh, need to be executed and they need to be done because I know you know here it was all yeah, at first on Saturday it was all a question of oh hey you know what let Kakanyemi walk and then go out there and sign. Uh, Elias Pedersen to an offer sheet. Just the teams who have these high-end, can't-miss players are not going to let them walk via an offer sheet. You have to target the type of player that Carolina targeted, a guy who's got a ton of untapped potential, a guy who uh, can still develop into something very solid, but who just isn't there yet, somebody that you believe in, you've got to identify, overpay, and try to bring him into the building. So I like what Carolina did. I wish there was more of it. Uh, in uh, in the offseason in the NHL because it just seems like uh, in hockey there's always less of this drama than there is in the NBA, the NFL, and world soccer as well. So I, I know it puts Montreal in a tough spot, uh, but I'd love to see more of this. My gut is they match, and I think they should match, like I said, unless they can go out and get themselves another center, just a late first or a mid, even if it's a middle-of-the-pack first and third-round draft pick. It's just it's not enough for me. Ah, uh, this is a fun discussion. I was going to let you do- go, but I can't without... Because Rich Sutter was on here yesterday predicting the Kokanyemi goes to the Hurricanes for one year at 6.1. You're saying just the opposite. So, ooh, I guess we'll know coming out of the weekend. And did you think, because I did not, that Carey Price would be selected by Seattle in the expansion draft? I didn't think there was any way, yet I've seen a lot of pundits say otherwise. What was your take on that? Yeah, I would have been surprised had he been selected. And, and I, you know, it's easy to say now, but we were talking about this on the radio up here in Montreal. And it's just, I think, you know, given the age, the injury history, the need for surgery. Um, and I mean, let's be honest here. Like he's been unbelievable in the bubble two years ago and in the playoffs this year. But during the regular season, he's he's kind of had his ups and downs. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I didn't anticipate. I thought that Seattle was trying to maybe bluff their way into some type of compensation, you know, for not touching Carey Price because the Canadians and their management here, they feel very strongly, of course, uh, that he's still an elite goaltender and that he's a big part of what they do in their locker room and uh, on and off the ice as well and from a leadership standpoint. So I would have been shocked had they gone down that road. You know, they, there was already talk that they had signed 
uh, Dreger to a, to a multi-year deal. So to, to lock in Dreger and then to lock in uh, Carey Price and spend, you know, $14, $15 million a year on your cap on that situation where you didn't have to do it. Uh, I would have been stunned had they taken him. But of course, when he's left exposed, then uh, it's a great talking point for, you know, the better part of uh, three, four, five days. So uh, I just, I didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, and uh, and in that case, I mean, uh, I was right. The Canadians were right to take the gamble because Jake Allen is a big part of what they want to do. And I just, I don't think Carey Price is that guy who they want playing, you know, 55, 56 plus games uh, anymore. I think they want to try to keep him around 50, give Jake Allen as much playing time as he possibly can. And uh, and yeah, I still think, you know, even with uh, with the injury coming to Price, I think he's going to be available to the start of the year. And I personally like what... Uh, what Montreal has in goal more than what Toronto has in net shots fired, Clark. <laughs> there you Spicy. go, Clark. Spicy. Hey, Joey, you are one cool cucumber. Concombre, as they say in Quebec. Thanks for the visit. Uh, all the CFL questions are coming in now. We covered that at the start, guys. We'll cover that when we come back after the break. Enjoy the game this weekend. Happy Labor Day weekend, bud, and keep in touch. Thanks, buddy. Same to you. Joey Alfieri joining us from TSN 690 Montreal Radio. He's very popular in Quebec. I found that out when we were doing live shows there earlier this summer. We'll be back with a sports update, and y'all want to talk CFL, and there's news with the Packers. Sorry, well, the Packers and the Saints, how Hurricane Ida has affected those two NFL teams. We'll talk about all that when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. And the Moose is back. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, surprisingly well. Given everything that's been dropped in your lap. Putting out fires. That's okay. Clark and I were just talking about that. Somebody who will remain nameless. What was it, like 10 days ago? I said, deal with Darren, deal with Darren, deal with Darren. Because they always come to me, right? I don't know why. They always come to me as the front guy. Deal with Darren and deal with Darren. And then the Fitz hitting the Shan, he hadn't been dealing with you. He kept sending me information. I said, I told you to deal with Darren. How about that? It's all good. Oh, you're getting it all. Oh, getting it all. Yeah. We'll make it work. Yeah, we're going to make it work. Yeah, you'll all find out down the line. By the way, I see a lot of people have missed the start of the show because they're writing in with questions that we already discussed ages ago. It was so 30 minutes ago. But one thing that you might have missed is that we have a brand new sponsor today. The first hour is presented by World Rugby Sevens. The ultimate all-day party taking place in Edmonton September 25th and 26th to eight-hour days featuring teams from across the globe in action-packed Rugby Sevens matchups. The party continues in the stands with incredible costumes and unforgettable memories. Trust us, you've never seen a party like this. Purchase your tickets today at Canada7s.com. And on that vein, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get to a sports update here because it's just jarred my mind. You know Cameron Hughes, Mm -hmm. the world's first professional fan. If you read his book, King of Cheer, which I have, he's the guy, you've seen him at the games you're at. He's the guy going crazy, ripping off shirts, ripping off T-shirts, jerseys and everything. 
He's got an in-house residency with the Vegas Golden Knights. He said of all the things he's done, rugby is the wildest. Really? And they fly him, where did he, like into Australia or New Zealand or New something? Zealand? Yeah. And he just, he's, he's, it's the most fun thing. He looks forward to it every year. So Edmonton, that's what you've got coming end of September. I got hooked on the rugby sevens at the Olympics. Yeah? And the games go zing, 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 zing. And they're really easy to figure out. Not a lot of, I mean, there's, there's, there's rules, but there's not a lot. Pretty simple game to figure out. And man, is it tough and exciting. I have never been to one live. I can't imagine. That'd be great. So if you're well, in the Edmonton area. If you are in the Edmonton area and you support this show and want to support our sponsors, they just started today. And we can't thank them enough. World Rugby Sevens. So other breaking news today. Rough Riders quarterback Cody Fajardo was named the CFL's top performer for the month of August today. He helped lead Saskatchewan to three straight wins to open the 2021 campaign, passing for 773 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. When I say he's the best player in the CFL, I can back it up. Riders, even if he had 12 interceptions and no touchdowns, I'd say he was the best player in the CFL, but that's not the case. I know. Riders defensive lineman Jonathan Woodard was the second leading performer, having registered a league-best five sacks and five tackles. And quarterback Michael Riley of the BC Lions is the number three performer. Meanwhile, uh, the NFL announcing this morning that the Saints will host the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville on September 12th after being displaced by Hurricane Ida. That is the home opener for the New Orleans Saints who have been practicing in Arlington, Texas all week due to Hurricane Ida in Louisiana. You think you got problems. Imagine that. Oh, I know. But how about that for the city of Jacksonville? You get to watch a football, a real football team. <laughs> but, I'm bum. but I'm kidding. I joke. The Seattle Seahawks have claimed offensive lineman Dakota Shepley after being cut by the San Francisco 49ers. Friend of this show, and if we had more, if he had more time, because we get all the time in the world, I'd love to get Dakota Shepley on. Because remember, last time he was on, he was acting, he was uh, starting a podcast, which I knew would be very popular. He's been in movies, right? What was the big, what was the big Deadpool. movie he was in? Deadpool, right. Yeah. He's from Windsor, Ontario, played for the UBC Thunderbirds, and then the New York Jets, then the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Then the 49ers and now Seattle, and I just love that guy. He's another guy like Tessa Bonholm that could just do whatever he wants to do. Oh, man. He just has star written all over him, hey? <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, and I just I feel for him that he's not in, in Southern California because San Francisco and his Instagram looked amazing. I know he'll love Seattle, too. That's a lot closer to where he's more comfortable, but uh, yeah. Whoa! What? Did you put this up here trying to upset me, Clark? The Rochester Nighthawks of the National Lacrosse League. We got more breaking news today. This is the exact wording of the tweet. This is going to upset you, too. Posting this gives us a big rush because we're swarming with excitement. Welcome to The Rock, Evan Kirk. Make him work. Spicy. Evan Kirk, make him work. Probably the biggest reason why I go to Saskatchewan Rush Games is their goalie because he comes out and body checks guys out of the net against the boards. And now he's signed with the Rochester Nighthawks. What the hell is this? Whoa. I'll never forget the guy sitting behind me. They always say, Evan Kirk. And then the announcer, the whole crowd goes, make him work. All 15,000 people. It's great. 
Guy behind me yells, make him twerk. <laughs> then I think of him twerking and I puke in my mouth. Uh, Hin Jin Ru was cruising. He'd retired 15 batters in a row and enjoyed a no-hitter through five and two-third innings before crumbling in the sixth as the Blue Jays fell to the lowly Baltimore Orioles 4-2 last night. They're going to wrap up the series tonight at Rogers Center. Um, and Red Sox star shortstop Xander Bogarts has tested positive for COVID-19, was pulled from an 8-5 loss at Tampa Bay. He hit an RBI single in the first inning, but left before the start of the bottom of the second. It was the latest virus setback for the Red Sox, who have a four-and-a-half game lead on the Jays for the final AL wildcard spot. Is Joey Cora still the manager with the Red Sox? Or Alex Cora, sorry. Is he still a skipper? Whoever the manager is last night, he, wa- he waved him off the diamond. I don't know if you saw that or not. He was like, get off. Like it was peewee yeah. baseball. And he, he was like, what? It's still happening. It's not just the CFL. This sports update for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store for... Ballers Rec Room, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination, home of the four-hour Rough Riders tailgate party. Don't miss their Labor Day Classic tailgate party this Sunday. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Alex Kaur is still the skipper. Okay, so that's why I saw Wavick and Bogarts to get off the diamond last night. What the hell's going on? We don't know if he's vaccinated. Is he? Whatever. I'm over it. Um... And there's a league-wide edict has been issued across the CFL not to sign Jacob Ruby, who was cut by the Elks yesterday for lying about being vaccinated. We'll talk about that when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Turn my headphones down. Uh, I don't know why I would do that. I see. So I could hear you better. Um, We've got a dead heat here for the poll. Well, sorry, it's not a dead heat yet. I'd like to make it a dead heat. The poll question today for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center is... Which is Canada's game of the week in week five of the Canadian Football League? Because Labor Day Classic weekend is upon us. Running away with it with 78% of the vote is Winnipeg at Saskatchewan on Twitter. Even more on Facebook. 84% Bombers Riders. Come on, the rest of Canada. Retweet it. Vote on it. Tell your friends. Because next, with 12% of the vote is Edmonton at Calgary. 8% is Toronto at Hamilton. And then like 2% Montreal at Ottawa. Hello. I know it's a new rivalry, right? Montreal-Ottawa and the CFL, but can we get a little noise here? Like, come on. Unless the Saskatchewan-Winnipeg game is so, because it is a delicious, tantalizing matchup, by the way. And we we don't have a ton of time in this segment, because I guess I went too long last segment. We got a lot of time in hour two to kick it around in the opening segment. These CFL games, we got the odds. We've got a brand new betting partner that we're not going to announce till when? Friday? That's right. Very excited, very excited to announce that on Friday with a very special guest to help us. Swinging with the big boys. Um, where's this Ryan Friesen? This guy is just like a troll. So what do you call him? A troll? 
He's watching on YouTube. He is a troll. He says, how many games, where is this about the stamps? When are they going to finally play a road game? Uh, they were just in Winnipeg on Sunday night, bro. Like, if you're going to troll, know your stuff. Don't you think? If you're going to talk noise, you're just sitting there nodding. I'm, I'm reading them, too, because there's more. <laughs> They're cannibalizing each other in the comments. Yeah, section. I love it. Uh, we'll talk about all of this coming up in Hour 2. It's going to be a lot of fun. Rugby World 7 says sponsored Hour 1, Hour 2 coming up here on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.